Welcome to the Dear Professor series, where college students who take courses online speak their minds. I am your host and e-learning strategist, Dr. Kelly Austin, who is honored to have a conversation with today's guest as she sheds light on her experiences as an online student. I have been teaching online since 2004 and made the tough decision to obtain my PhD through an online program. So I have been both the online instructor and the online student. As a result, I know that there are some wonderful things happening with online programs as well as some not so wonderful things going on. The purpose of this series is to help professors and students experience a more fulfilling online learning environment by allowing students to reveal their needs and their pet peeves. My hope is that this information will support professors in making the necessary changes or adjustments in the design and delivery of their online courses which should ultimately enhance student success and satisfaction with distance education. So if you're interested in hearing what students have to say about their lived experiences online, please hit that subscribe button and the notification bell so that every Wednesday at 8 p.m., the latest episode will come straight to you. Also, Feel free to comment about anything said and ask questions. Today, I am elated to have Mrs. Takima Hines here with me. And I wasn't going to tell you all this, but I met Takima a couple of years ago. And we'll just see you know, how her interview unfolds. <laughs> and she is such a wonderful human being, and I'm excited just to be here with her. So, Takima, how are you doing today? I can't complain. I can't complain at all. Okay, so you doing all right? <laughs> yeah, I'm doing good. Doing really good. Good. Well, Takima, tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, I'm a non-traditional student, meaning that I'm, I'm 35 plus, plus, plus. Um, okay. I work, I work one and a half jobs and I am currently attending an HBCU for the early childhood education major. Um, and I desire to own my child care, my own child care facility one day. Oh, Takima, you know, I have to, you know, give you applause for being an educator. And so I just want to thank you for that. I'm sure your facility will be phenomenal. When do you plan on opening that? Um, so right now my life is going through some transitions. I was planning to do it within the next three years, but I may have to postpone it due to some other transitions taking place. Okay. So maybe like a five-year plan? Uh, yeah. Five-year plan. <laughs> okay. Five-year. Definitely. So Takima, what is your general experience with taking online courses? Um, I've had some good and I've had some bad. Um, but generally it's it turned out not to be as bad as I expected it to be because as I said, I'm a 35 plus 
Um, and so I was used to traditional education in the classroom in front of a teacher. Um, mm-hmm. So online, I thought was going to be a lot worse than it was, but it 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 was it had it's had its ups and downs. So have you are you pursuing an entire degree online, or do you just take some classes here and there? No, I'm pursuing my entire degree. Um, I got my first associate's degree from a community college, and I transferred um, to the university I'm currently at. And I will receive my bachelor's, and I'm working for my birth through kindergarten licensure. Okay, and so your bachelor's, you're going to get that when? In May. In May of 2024? May 2024. Well, congratulations. Was your associate's degree online too, or did you just, um, did you do that in person? I did that in person. Okay. So you have something to compare them to. (laughs) Yes. Okay. So if you were to rate your experience, because you said you had bad and you had good, let's say you were to rate your experience on a scale of one to 10 with 10 being outstanding and one being horrific, what rating would you give? give it probably about a seven okay oh that's pretty good I I would give it a seven only because of um my professor um one in particular professor okay Um, can I say Dr. Austin Um, oh no you let the people know (laughs) it's okay go ahead (laughs) the secret is out everyone go ahead Um, yeah, I will say that um, it, it grew to a seven because of my experiences within your classes. Um, because before that, I basically felt like my classes were that I was being a self-taught student. Okay. Um, and there was not very much communication and there was... Like you got your syllabus and you had to make do with the syllabus. You get your due dates. And that was basically it. Mm, okay. So I look like I hear a few pet peeves in there. We're going to talk about that in a minute. <laughs> so to now that you said that, that's a good segue to what are your needs as an online student? Now, when I say a need, I mean something that you require because it is essential or very important to you. When you're taking an online class, what would you say that you need to be successful in the virtual classroom? Okay. In the virtual classroom, um, a need is a schedule. Definitely have to have a schedule um, for yourself, for your classes. so you definitely have to have a schedule for me. Uh, for me, a personal need is I need my grades posted so that I know. Um, Cause as I said, some of the professors, all they did were give the assignments and you turn it in and then you will be waiting for the grades because you weren't receiving any feedback. So you practically didn't know. Um, so I'm sorry, posted grades. Mm-hmm. Um, I needed responses from the teacher. Um, I needed the syllabus, clear explanations, and I needed for myself um, some self-discipline. Okay. For yourself, you need self-discipline. Okay. All right. So it sounds like you needed a schedule. 
Mm-hmm. Um, so some organizations, and when you say a schedule, you mean for them to provide you a schedule or are you saying your own schedule? Like you need to keep a schedule. Well, it would be both. So, okay. the, so the schedule that's on the syllabus, mm-hmm. you know, I, I definitely needed the schedule as far as what dates. Okay. Um, and, uh, so that's kind of what I needed the schedule from the professors. But like my personal schedule, I had to work it out because, as I said, I'm working one and a half jobs. Okay. Um, And at one time I was taking three classes Mm. and working the one and a half jobs. And if I didn't have my own schedule set up, it could it could definitely get overwhelming. Um, Right. Because, as I said, you kind of feel like yourself taught sometimes. Right. Uh, and so you definitely have to read the materials and you definitely have to do the assignments to the best of your ability. And that takes time. Well, Takima, you made me think about something. So when you, you said you took three classes, what, did, what do you consider like a heavy load for you as someone who's a non-traditional student and you're working those one and a half jobs? Like what, what's, what's a heavy load? Um, so the three classes was a heavy load. I definitely would not have done more than three classes. Okay. Um, and I guess a heavy load would have been, luckily I would always have, when I would take the three classes, it was almost like I would have two classes that were very intense. Mm -hmm. And then there was always like another class that was a little less intense. Um, so it kind of helped with the balance. Um, like one class I had was PE, believe it or not, online. So oh, my daughter did that this summer. She took PE online. Oh, maybe yeah. it was last summer. One of the summers she took it online. It was interesting. How did you like that? <laughs> it was it was interesting. Um, it but it challenged me because I didn't realize. I always felt like I had to be in front of someone to do PE. Right. Um, but the things that I had to do, like get a Fitbit and, mm-hmm. you know, the, th- the details that they needed, the stuff we had to record based off of what we did, um, and the screenshots that we had to fit send from our Fitbit report. It was, it was kind of interesting, but it was, it was nice because it was something that I wanted to do anyway, which was work out. So okay. it gave me an excuse to work out. And get my schoolwork done. No, right. So when we were little, we would never have thought of PE through a computer, right? Never. <laughs> I remember my daughter, she had to do, I think they were learning about golf or something. And she, she got the yardstick and a ball and she had to demonstrate, I guess, her swing or something. She was downstairs. I thought that was hilarious. So, um, and it does make you be innovative when you have to teach classes online. So yes. it is possible. Now, let me ask you this. When your needs are not being met, how do you deal with that? Do you communicate with the instructor? Do you suffer in silence? What do you do? I've done both. Mm. Um, I've reached out. So I've reached out to some professors Mm -hmm. and they on their syllabus, it would say they had a 48 hour turnaround. Right. And my email would tell me there's been no response for seven days. Ooh. Um, 
And so I, I thought that it was just me and I've reached out the classmates, you know, once that, once I learned how to do the email so that I can reach out the classmates and that's how I would get some of the responses that I needed. And so then somebody told me, well, you're supposed to reach out to the advisors because honestly, um, they give you some instructions about online classes, but they don't give you enough details about the needs and what your rights are, what oh. your rights and responsibilities are. Um, that's not stressed enough because um, some of the classmates said, well, you know, you're supposed to reach out to your advisor. But then at that time, I was also having a problem with my advisor who was not responding back to me. Um, so it got to be where I was suffering in silence because nobody was responding. Mm, so they were um, telling you to reach out to your advisor about an issue with your class when you're asking yes. an instructor question? Yes. That's interesting. Hmm. Um, and then it, it just got, but then I reach out to the advisor and the advisor wouldn't respond. And then when the advisor finally did respond, the advisor was like, well, I'm she had a very heavy load. Right. That her load was very heavy and she apologized. But I was like, yeah, I hear you apologizing, but what happens if I don't get the grade that I at least, I, I will say online made me not want to be a perfectionist. It took me out of my perfectionist thing. Um, mm. I was one of those people who I felt like I had to get only A's or B's. Right. But being online, it took me to at least if I just at least get a C, I passed the course. Oh, wow. <laughs> because of the lack of responses. Okay. And so that was you. You must be a mind reader. I was going to ask you, have you found your motivation or your grades to suffer when your needs are not being met? And look at you. You yes. you're already <laughs> top. <laughs> tapping on that. Yes. Wow. So, okay, Takima, so you've been so transparent. Let's keep it going. Do not tiptoe through the tulips or walk on eggshells. Okay. What are your pet peeves? And let me just share with the audience what we mean by pet peeve, just in case somebody's not familiar with that term. Okay. A pet peeve is a minor annoyance that an individual finds particularly irritating something that bothers you more than it bothers others. So your pet peeve, Takima, may be different from somebody else's, and that's absolutely fine. So what annoys you, and you kind of share some of them, about, <laughs> about online courses? Yes. So um, the, the professors not responding is my number one pet peeve. Um, be, because it definitely made me feel like I was teaching myself. I felt like I was paying to teach myself. Um, so that's number one pet peeve. Or my second one is the instructor not giving clear instructions, clear instructions of their expectations. Mm. Um, they would, they would give you a syllabus and the instructions would be very vague. Um, and you, and you're entering the information according to the syllabus. And then when you, you're like, okay, I met everything it says on the syllabus. And then they go back and they grade it and they don't give you the points. And you're like, but I did that. And they're like, no, I wanted this. And then I'm like, your instructions were very vague. They didn't, 
go into detail exactly what you wanted. So I was doing according to the syllabus and this is what I had. But mm-hmm. so there was that. But um, as far as that, so one of my pet peeves was group work. Okay. Group work with because the group work being online, you don't have the that ability of the two or three days where you actually get to see and meet with your people in person to do group work. Okay. But you have to schedule most people who are taking classes online have busy lives and they so they just need to be able to do things when they can. Mm-hmm. So trying to match the schedules together and then trying to get people to do the work um it was a little frustrating at times especially when you're trying to reach out to them to wow. your classmates and you're like okay guys when are we going to get together and nobody responds or you say or you'll even say okay so i can do monday thursday Friday, Saturday at these times, what times can you get together and nobody responds? Or you say, okay, well, I'm going to set up this Zoom and one person comes in, but that person who comes in is like, well, I didn't understand. I don't know. Or I didn't read the chapter or I, and <laughs> so you feel like what, what, what is your, you're no good to me because you're not helping. You're not you just want me to do all your work. Right. The freeloaders. You're talking about the freeloaders. The freeloaders. Yes. Yeah. You so know. To, well, let me ask you about that because that comes up a lot and group work has been a part of higher ed and, and for, you know, it has its, a lot of significant benefits, but for decades. Mm-hmm. So do is it because it's online or is that because of, what do you think is, the, no, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but. When it comes to working in groups, even in person, because I had that problem in a, as an undergrad when we didn't even use the Internet. Um, right. So that tells you how old I am. Um, and having, you know, people to meet in the library or meet where we were supposed to meet and everybody's, you know, booked and busy. So <laughs> what do you think is the root cause of people not giving their all when it comes time to work with other people? Um. I feel that it is a person's lack of responsibility. Okay. Um, I, I I just feel that that's a, a personal lack of responsibility on people's parts um, because people will only do what they were taught to do as a person. Mm-hmm. And I believe as a society more now than in the past, we have let people feel like they're entitled to everything and that you don't have to work for anything. Ooh, say that for the people in the back. (laughs) (laughs) A little bit louder. (laughs) Yes. And amen. Yes. They want to A just because they showed up for the class. Right. 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 And so, you know, I just, uh, so I believe that it's, it really starts at home and it starts in early education. Mm-hmm. That's why that's why I'm in early education. But I think it just the routines and the way that people are brought up, um, I think, has a lot to do with it, um, because if you're if they're not expected to give anything, then they don't know that they're really supposed to put out anything. Um, good. That makes sense. Well, guess what? You've already made it to our uh, 
final segment, which is called Dear Professor. Okay. And this is where you get the opportunity to share your heart with a fellow professor that you have in mind. Okay. So I want you to imagine that there's an online bulletin board out there in cyberspace with sticky notes mm-hmm. <laughs> or messages from students to professors. Mm-hmm. As our featured scribe, share with us the note you would leave one of your online college professors. Okay. So a note that I would read that I would leave for one of my professors. The only one that comes to mind is this would go to Dr. Austin. Oh. And mine would say, Dr. Austin, you are the best online professor I've ever had. Don't take on so many classes in the future because you care a lot about students and us students can cause you to fall behind. Mm. Never stop being you. You, your leadership is absolutely amazing. Oh my goodness. Y'all, I did not tell her to say that. (laughs) I promise she didn't know. She didn't. Oh, that was so sweet. Okay, let me get myself back together. (laughs) You trying to mess with me. Okay. As we close, that was such a good note to close on. Let me share my takeaways from today's conversation. When Mm -hmm. Takima is taking courses online she needs communication from her Mm -hmm. instructors from the advisors and she needs it to be within the time frame that you say it's going to be if that's 24 hours if it's 48 hours we're we were supposed to respond in 24 hours but Mm -hmm. whatever the case may be she needs you to check your inbox and respond she needs clear instructions and expectations when it comes to assignments right? She wants you to give her um, specifics about what you're looking for. And I don't know if she, we didn't even get to get into, you know, what that would entail to Kima, like what you would need to see um, in terms of instructions being more clear. Maybe you could just tell us that real quick. So what helps you to know, what are some things that helps you to know exactly what they're looking for in an assignment? Okay. So some of the things that help would be, so if you're saying, I would love for you to answer this question in paragraph form. Mm-hmm. Um, and I answer the question in paragraph form based on the order of your, because most of the times when they want to par- uh, answer in paragraph form, they have more than one question attached to it. Okay. Um, and so if I'm putting, if I'm answering it and you have multiple questions, do you want me to put like a make it a paragraph per question or do you want just one block of information or do you have a minimum amount of sentences that you would prefer for me to answer this? I know in most paragraphs or you believe there's supposed to be five, at least five sentences. Right. But do you want more? Do you want less? Or are you just saying, you know, that should be something that I feel that should be in the syllabus so that, you know, whenever I'm asking for paragraph form, you know, that means I need at least five sentences or, you know, give me a, you know, some kind of parameters to know. Parameters. Yeah. 
Oh, good. Okay, y'all. So you all heard that. And also, uh, Takima needs specific deadlines on that syllabus, those dates, that scheduling. And she wants to know what her grades are. She needs you to post the grades in a timely fashion so that she knows where she stands in the course. And um, and last but not least, she just needs responses, right? You said, you, you know, she needs that feedback um, from, from all of us that are teaching online. Did I get that right, Takima? Yes, ma'am. <laughs> okay, good, good. So we um, just want to thank you so much uh, for being here with us, Takima, using your precious time. You're an educator, so I know your time is limited. I have <laughs> truly enjoyed you and learned so much about you in this little short time. And I know that there are other online students who were cheering you on as you spoke and there are instructors all over the land who appreciate hearing the naked truth. Because, you know, on those student ratings, sometimes we don't tell the truth. Right. Um, you know, you may feel like, well, they might miss on my grade or they might, you know, whatever the reason may be. But now yeah. you're here and you get to share, you got to share that naked truth with us. So I want to wish you well as you complete your bachelor's degree requirements and graduate in May 2024. Yay! Yeah. Achieving that milestone is something that you should be proud of. And I cannot let you leave without letting you know how much you are needed in the field of education. So I hope that you stay, that you open that center um, because our little ones are so precious and they need loving, passionate educators who will not only teach them, but nurture them as well. Thank you all for joining us. Remember to comment, like, and share, share, share. I look forward to spending time with you next week on the Dear Professor series where college students who take courses online speak their minds. Bye-bye.